you're about to enter the world of Strawberry Ice and the Ice Cave. Let's go! You know, league, the league rule was you're not really supposed Probably to take him out of that conversation. In that he started from absolute scratch. I would draft Aziz Ojolari or any. any uh, nobody's doing seven step drops in playing, right you know, playing tackle for him. So right. It's he's 22 years old. Devonta Smith, same thing. You, you, you just can't. You, you can't do that. You can't do that. He thought that 2010 that he should be in the Hall of Fame, and they put him in after he is gone. Well, I want to fill the stadium. Yeah, I, I remember you guys saying that. It's crazy. Stands. I, I see that he's taken uh, the non. But overall, that that line wasn't better. No, um, I, you know they. Still... You know, he's talking to the refs and, and saying, "Hey, I'm not going to get those calls." He's, he's coming. He, he, what, he's oh, yeah. coming. And he'd be in one, section 158 with me. So we're... these guys have learned basically since they've been in the major leagues. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. Home of Jackpot Joey Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1,287 subscribers. You guys are awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys and as always if you guys are watching on facebook or twitter do me a favor go to the youtube channel if you've never seen my show before go to the channel hit that subscribe button hit that bell for the notification so you know when i'm going live like this week it seems like i'm going to go live a little different because i've been down on the bridge uh trying to get some videos uh of Bengals training camp and they end at five and i gotta rush home and try to edit it and get it together so that's why i've been on a little later this week also we're doing super chats exclusively in the YouTube channel. So if you guys want to support what I'm doing, I would appreciate it and give me a super chat. All right. Like I said, um, Twitter today, I have a special guest today. He's none other than Zim Hude. He's from the Orange and Black, uh, Orange, excuse me, Orange is, Orange is the New Black podcast. Him and his boy Ace do a great job. Now, me and Zim recorded this earlier today. So I'm going to go ahead and play the uh, video with me and uh uh, Zim, and then I will come back and we'll do the Bengals videos and stuff like that, and we can talk. So if you guys want to make comments on the video, you can. I'll pop them up during the video, but I will not be talking. Well, I'll be talking, but not live. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about. Let's get to Zim. Zim, what's up, buddy? What's going on? Hello, world. How's everybody doing this fine afternoon? Good man, good. I was I uh, I've had a, a lot of fun, and I've, I'm becoming a part of the uh, Bengals Bridge Crew. Uh, I've been there uh, three times this week checking out the uh, the Bengals, and I got this I just bootleg video I put up on Twitter yesterday of uh, you know we can't really see it too much, but you know it's Burrow to Chase, and dude, I got so many views and so many comments. I got people commenting on this thing like, oh, you can see that Burrow didn't step into the, sh the throw <laughs> and he didn't do this. I'm like, how in that? I'm like, dude, you can barely see it's, it's show Burrow and Jamar chase, but <laughs> like, man, it's, it's crazy. The more and more I, I do this Bengal stuff, the more and more I learned that people just have their own preconceptions or thoughts on something and you cannot sway people. Like it's almost <laughs> like politics. Like, right. If somebody likes a politician or something like that, you could, say that they did the worst thing on the on earth they're still going to support that guy so it's the same with 
like sports. Uh, right, if, if somebody you know comes in thinking it's and Facebook is good for this, but they come in there and say, "Oh, uh, Joe Burrow's gonna get hurt again" or something oh. crazy like that, then that's the guy that's gonna comment that first because right. he's afraid and he's scared and he doesn't want to tell you he's afraid of life. And he's going to come on there and he's going to say, well, uh, he didn't step into the throat because he's so worried and he's so so worried about stuff that hasn't even happened yet. That's yeah, just yeah. how people it's, are. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just talk about all the, the different comments. I didn't comment on because I'm just kind of like, how can you guys tell anything from that video? I mean, I watched it live and I'm like, it was kind of hard for me to tell. I was pretty far away. So I mean, it's as close as I can get. But people are kind of freaking out a little bit uh, that the Bengals defense is playing better than the Bengals offense, which me, I'm kind of like, we want the Bengals defense to play good. I'm not me personally, Zim. I'm not worried about the offense. I mean, I think Joey's gonna be fine. I think Chase is gonna be fine. They're knocking the rust out, but if the defense is making plays, isn't that a good thing? Isn't that what we all want? Yeah, and and then early on in camp, this is how it goes for every right. national football team. <laughs> I right. mean, this, this could be college, bro. Like at, right. at the end of the day, this is just how seasons start off is like you know the defense is gonna you know be more in sync because the assignments are are very are less complicated i don't know if you know me and ace we did this too but i, I played cornerback in high school but for us you know my coverages were the exact same you know i'm cover two a man i'm cover three you know like i'm going into a zone on this play or whatever uh we it took us time to get you know like different signals i might give somebody like hey look we're gonna get out of this real quick oh, oh we're gonna i'm gonna take this zone instead or whatever like right before the play but in 11 on 11 it's like you know right. it's, yeah. it's 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 man on it's man like right. whereas the offense is still trying to learn a lot of their check downs mm -hmm. they're still trying to get mm -hmm. chase on board with a lot of stuff although we have really good reports from them and stuff Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's just always easier once the offense starts to add their wrinkles into there and stuff like that and you start to confuse the defense it, it won't look like that i assure you and also keep this in mind you got a quarterback coming off an of acl that you can't touch right so you know there, well, the thing is, he hasn't played in a football game either since november so i mean he's doing stuff he has i mean you know i don't care you'd be the greatest quarterback in the world if you haven't done something in about six months or more you're gonna be a little rusty it's gonna be gonna be you know a little transition and not only you know not playing the position he's also got his knee that he is looking really good on i mean he's moving around he's looking great but i mean it's it's rust and the thing is i think Bengals fans and hey i'm i'm probably partially to blame for this because you know i get us all hyped up and everything's and everything's all roses and we're it's all awesome. your fault yeah it's all my fault we're gonna hey, wait you did it too zim <laughs> but i mean it, it happens i mean they're, they're working out i mean jermaine pratt Got an interception yesterday. That's a good thing for Jermaine. I mean, you got to look at it that way. I'm not worried about the offense. I think they're, they're going to get it together. Like you said, Chase is, is a rookie. No matter how good of a rookie he is and how much we talked him up, he's still a rookie. Right. I mean, uh, and like I said, it, it's been really good reports. But I'm with you. You know, I want the defense to hit the ground running. The one guy that I um that I was telling somebody yesterday, and I think it's such a beautiful thing, is that – you haven't seen one play in camp from anybody's videos. Like I share videos, you know, guys like James share videos. There are all these people that, you know, do show videos. Has anybody seen one video where Trey Waynes has gotten beat? Nope. It's a really good thing. People should be happy for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's what, like here. I got I got this. There's nothing I put up on my Twitter. That's that's a making a making a play on on a, on Tate yesterday. Look at look at Ice. 
<laughs> he's a pro guys you see that i just i just mentioned trey wayne's almost like a teaser and he just we didn't even pre we didn't even do that that's how you know you're rocking with professionals here he just well, had hey, that thing ready <laughs> it's all it's all on my twitter i just tell you guys gotta do go to my twitter you can find you can find it but yeah i mean i think our secondary honestly has looked really good right in, in the practice when I, I went down there i mean like i said i'm only up on that bridge which i mean if you see I'll show you. See the bridge? I don't know if you see my right there. That's right. where I'm at. <laughs> Up there. Because people what, ask me, like, where's only, this bridge at? It's like it's right there. The only thing you guys are missing is like a little grill or something like that. <laughs> are are, are y'all cooking anything up there yet? No, no, I, I bring I bring me a I bring me a chair up there so I can sit down. But, but see, that's you, the only thing you're missing, bro. Like you have to get like it, it could be the world's smallest grill, <laughs> but somebody's gotta bring like some grill, just a little bit of charcoal. You gotta get a couple dogs out there. Uh, I mean, if, if you don't do that, then it's got to be like Coney's or something like sitting on a table or something like that. I'll, but, I'll try. I'll try to bring some skyline today and, and put that out there for you. I'm telling <laughs> you that that's the, that's that's what that's what the bridge guys are missing right now. This exactly. Bridge. Exactly. But today is going to be cool when I when I get out there today. And this is the part I think a lot of Bengals fans get, get excited for is pad, they're putting the pads on today. So they're going to start hitting, which they're not going to hit Joe Burrow. <laughs> He's not getting hit, but everybody else is going to get hit. So. It's going to be an interesting day to see how things change. You know, things are going to change when you put the pads on. It gets more real. For sure. I, I think guys like, too, I think people like a Mike Hilton and stuff, I think you're going to see them probably flash a lot more. Somebody that gets their nose under the, you know, like in there a lot. Those are the guys that I think are going to really, really, really show like a lot more when pads come on. Um, from a you know from a running standpoint, yeah, they'll have pads, but you know th there's an early whistle. But guys like P Ryan and stuff, you're going to hear that. You might hear yeah. that from the you might hear that from the bridge. You know, like Joe, don't sleep on Joe too. That's a powerful guy. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm really excited. That more importantly, I think a lot of people think that when you put pads on, you're more susceptible to injuries. But I disagree. I almost think that it's almost the exact opposite because when they don't have on pads, that's when you get a lot of soft tissue injuries and different things like that fresh out of camp. Just because a guy gets bumped up and bruised up like on their arm, like early on, I used to be, I used to love pads because it was less conditioning and it was more like now it's time to start playing, you know, like playing football. football. Right. Yeah, and, and, and you're not like, like anytime I ever like twisted my ankle, I ended up breaking my ankle my uh, sophomore year, but Anytime that you're um, kind of cruising a little bit or something like that, those are the times where I like, oh, I'd like twist my ankle real quick right. or I, st I step like when I was going like full speed, I like, you know, I always I was always healthy myself. Right. Like now right. I'm not a bangle, but I'm just saying like, yeah. I think I think guys feel that same way, too. And, yeah. and I'm not I'm not afraid of the, the, the pads itself. I just think like, yeah, you might walk away. Your arm might be cut up a little bit from, you know, like it's just we call that debris. But you, you get a little bit of that and then, you know, but it doesn't mean that guys are going to now start thumping and now all of a sudden, like, that's going to lead to an injury or something. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's almost like uh, when you don't have the pads on, you're, you're more relaxed. You know, you don't, it's not as intense. Pads are on, it's like, all right, game time, let's go. So it's going to be a little different. But yeah, you do make a good point about guys could have a, a better chance of getting injured without the pads than with the pads. Man, I'm telling you, you see what they're wearing? Like, look at what the wide receivers do. Like, they don't even have on – they don't even right. have, like, this – I guess this is different than, like, this – we're talking, like, 10, 15 years ago when I yeah. – you know, like, guys don't even have any type of padding whatsoever at all, you know, so – Helmets these, and the 
couple things around their shoulders. That's about it, I think. <laughs> yeah, like at least back then we would take like a um, you take like a uh, like maybe wear a thigh pad right there, or you could interchange and put another pad right there, like in your uh, in your pants, and yep. put like a thin pad. Like they're not even wearing that; they're just flat out wearing biker shorts. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> yeah. That's it. Just biker and, shorts, and, and, and then cruising it. And then you're cruising in. So th- think about it. you're running, 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 and then you kind of come to an abrupt stop. You, you you're trying to pull up and stuff. And I feel like I, I take it. I remember like the AJ Green injury and you know the knee injury and mm-hmm, different things mm-hmm. like that. Field stuff. Yep. Take it kind of coasting. Then all of a sudden you're accelerating. Those are the things that I think. I, I don't know how the Rams running back got hurt. Cam Akers uh, towards ACL the other day, but generally. It's not when the pads come on, and if right. it is, it's not because of contact. Yeah, exactly. Now let's uh let's talk about about these two guys, Bates and Von Bell. Now everybody's Bengals fans are kind of starting to freak out a little bit. When we're going to sign Bates? When we're going to sign Bates? Like I'm kind of like relax. It's going to happen. Jesse Bates has said he wants to be here. It's going to happen. I think they're just working out the logistics of it. You know, it's. I, are you worried about Bates getting signed? Because I know I'm not. I'm not. I, I've said this before in the all season. I thought that they wouldn't have a problem with paying, making Jesse Bates the highest paid safety in football. I think now that we've seen this thing go on and, and linger a little bit, I think maybe they're waiting for the Jamal Adams deal to be done. But to me, it doesn't really make sense because Jamal Adams, even though he plays the same position, they are not the same type of safety. No, no they're not. They, like, they're very different. So I don't know if they're they're waiting for the market to be set for that or whatever. But Jesse Bates camp seems like they're ready and, as he said, eager to get the deal done. The Bengals never want to be able to play, um, you know, a position group um, – or a guy in a position group, the highest paid in his field in, in any category. You saw the Joe Mixon deal. He's like the sixth, you know, paid running back with Aaron Jones, and he's in that group and stuff like that. The safety position is a position that doesn't get paid the same money as like a corner or mm-hmm. edge, right? right? So I thought like in the offseason, seeing him between 12 and 16 million or whatever would be very simple for them because that will put him at the top tier part. I don't know what they're trying to do to like, maybe there, maybe there's language in the contract. He doesn't like, uh, but I don't understand how it, to me, that's a no brainer. The money's there. It actually right. helps them on the books, like, mm-hmm. like moving forward because right. once, well, it, once he starts to go right. off, like we think he is, mm-hmm. it's going to be a steal. It's right. going to like especially with the cap going up next year, mm-hmm. you don't want to get caught out there trying to compete with other people and all that crap out there next right. year. You and need that, to do that deal now. Yeah, it's the same thing I said about about Hubbard, which I think I think that was a good deal because I think if you don't resign Hubbard, uh, he's getting you know fifteen, sixteen, seventeen million next year, and you know or maybe more. Who knows? But tell, know, that, tell tell me your thoughts about like overall. What do you what do you feel about Sam Hubbard as a player? Like what what's your overall I think you know, I, I think he's I think he's a good player. He's he's good at a lot of stuff. He's not I don't know if he's really great at anything, but he's a very good player. Now, can he get better? Yes. And will he get better? I think he can. I think I don't know if he's ever going to be a great pass rusher. You know, I think he's going to be more of creating stuff for another guy to get there, but not necessarily getting the 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 sacks himself. I do think his run defense. I think that's his path. I think that's where he's going to going to excel at. To be honest, M- moving forward, huh? what do you, what do you think? I, I'm in the same uh, group as you, but like I said, I just got on Facebook uh, last week or the week before, <laughs> and 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 if if I didn't know any better, I would think that Miles that 
that uh, Sam Hubbard was Miles Garrett <laughs> when it when he got signed on Facebook because on Facebook it's a totally different animal right. than Twitter people. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. I don't know what is the, the the coffee is different over there. <laughs> but 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 Sam Hubbard, I was telling people, I said, man, it's a good deal. You know, he does yeah. what he does. I, pretty much everything you said. But I was like, the pass rush the last couple years to me. If anybody watched me and Ace's show, um, the Orange is the New Black. I've been screaming more about the pass rush. Yeah. And I could, if anybody wants to watch film with me, I could show you three, four games that we lost just because of pass rush. Mm -hmm. The Browns game with Baker Mayfield, especially the end of that game. The The first game, yeah. The Eagles game Mm -hmm. when they had the game locked up and then Carson Wentz or whatever just does whatever he does and sends it into overtime. And then even early on, that Chargers game was weird because it felt like a scrimmage or something anyway. But, (laughs) but, but, but. (laughs) <laughs> there's there's many games that you could point to the pass rush and say if they would just get one stop, there's a period where Joe was scoring 26, almost 30 points a game. Mm-hmm. So anybody that's sitting there saying that the offensive line is like the big reason why the Bengals lost, you're sadly mistaken. You got caught in it with the narrative. Yep. The offensive line isn't really good, but Joe was able to navigate and get past that. Even Brandon Allen had some good games with the same offensive line. Right. Um Fast forward to now, they didn't do anything, in my opinion, to make the pass rush better. You're projecting uh, Joseph Osai to be better and be a Carl Lawson eventually. Mm-hmm. But year one, who's thinking that Joseph Osai is going to come in here and get eight to ten sacks? Not me. I'm not expecting it. I think he's going to be really good. I think that uh, for the first couple of years, he was a linebacker in college, and then he only played edge for one year. So people are really watching. And I'm looking at his tape. He only has like one or two moves. He has to develop. And so now you lost Carl Lawson. You bring in Hendrickson. We we could argue about is that a trade-off is, you know, whatever. To, to, me, to me, honestly, the, people say it's a downgrade. I think they're they're so damn you, close. It's really it's it's a, it's a trade off. I, 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 I don't. I, it's a trade off for me because they yeah. they're too, they're different too. Right, right. Whereas Carl Lawson might have gone missing a couple games. Uh, Hendrickson will never go missing. Right. But at the same time, you're losing out on the athleticism of a Carl right. Lawson. But, but you're hoping that you're hoping to gain that back with Joseph Osai. I think. Yeah, and hopefully you're you're gaining that that my, 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 I love Lawson. My only beef with him is how many times he gets the quarterback last year and couldn't get him down. You know, hopefully right. Hendrickson can actually get him down this year. Which is the crazy part is if you paired up Carl Lawson with a Hendrickson and oh. and, and, and bang and the Bengals have 20 million in cap space right now, yeah. right? So so if you would have paired those two up together, I'd be saying, let's go. Right. right. You know, exactly. like, but that's yep. not the case. And right. and then now what are you hearing? Reports of, oh, Khaled Kareem's taking the next step. Now, me, now Khaled Kareem is a is a great friend of the show or just the new black with me and Ace. Like, that's Ace's boy. Right. I love Khaled Kareem. But for me to sit here and say that I believe Khaled Kareem is going to take off where, you know, like where Carl where Carlos Dunlap left off in the, you know, in his tenure with the Bengals would be me trying to sell you on something right. I, I i'm like i'm like you know like uh our opposition tell us on twitter they'd be like ah oh, you guys are just hyping up the Bengals." like right. i will be hyping up cali Kareem, right. telling right. you that right so right. you know that he's got to rotate with somebody who is that guy that he's rotating with and you didn't do anything to make the pass rush better meanwhile our counterparts our counterparts in the division like the Steelers, the ravens all of them i'm sorry pittsburgh <laughs> or the Stoolers, they they all got better at pass rush. They all added people. Even the Ravens added Justin Houston this past week. And these are guys that I was saying all this offseason. I said we needed Melvin Ingram. I said we needed um, 
uh, before he got paid a bunch of money, Hassan Reddick. There's right. guys that there that would have gave you 20. Hassan Reddick would have gave you more than that. But they, all we needed is a, a guy that can give you 15 to 25 snaps a game, just third down, couple of couple of second down plays, whatever, against passing teams. 15 to 20 snaps, veteran guy that's a that's done it before, that's really, really good, still has something left in the tank. I thought Melvin Ingram at 31 years old, I thought that would have been a good one. People, he goes to um he goes to the Stoolers, right? They're just using him in the same role I'm saying. He's just a backup to the guy Roach and the other guy Hightower or something like that. They're right. just bringing him in for third. And that's what good teams do. So if you're a Bengals fan and you're saying, oh, I mean, Sam Hubbard got signed. Sam Hubbard's been on the team. Right. Sam Hubbard has never given me eight, ten sacks, right? Why would anything change now? Because he's working out harder at Black Sheep? Okay, all right. So maybe it gives me a couple more sacks, but it's not the answer. And really good teams have three elite rushers. Right now, they're looking at they have one good rusher, not elite. And I and I think that's one of the bigger holes on the team that people aren't really paying attention to. Offensive line play got this big, big story written about it this offseason because Joe got hurt, coincided with the fact that they really weren't that good. But that if I could show you some games, we got to watch it. I'm going to show you some games. <laughs> if, if they would have just put any type of pass rush on right. the game, and, and, and then in the same game, the Titans game, they made they made Tannehill's life, they made it, they made his uh, life miserable in that game. Right. And that game was very simple. And, and if you watch any of the Super Bowls and stuff, the team that dominates the line of scrimmage, offense and defense, that that team is always going to be the person that dominates the game. You could go look at the Panthers and the Broncos, um, you know, Super Bowl shattered their game plan just from a pass rush, just rotating four or five guys, like rotating the, that Broncos front right there, or whatever. Just re they they wrecked that game so bad that everything that the Panthers did that whole entire season was null and void. When you got a good pass rush, the same thing in the Eagles Super Bowl, and the same thing in this past Super Bowl this past year. If you don't have three elite pass rushers, you cannot get where you want to go. Do the Bengals want to wait until the next draft? Sure, go ahead. But this whole season, get ready for that story to be written. Ice. Right. Yeah, I, I'll put it to you this way. I, I got a little little different take on, on the pass rushers I, uh, that we have. I think we actually have I'm – I'm not saying they're elite, but we actually have a rotation. Last year, we didn't have a rotation. You know, that's one That's one thing that they, were, they did address it this year with, uh, with uh, Osai. And I, I put Sample in there, and they got Hendrickson and Hubbard. So they do have a a, a rotation, which is good because they, dude. When was the last time we had a pass rush rotation? What, 2015, 14? So we actually have four guys that we could rotate. No, I'm not saying any of them are are, are elite yet. I mean, I think Osai definitely could be one. Maybe Sample. I don't know. But either way, the thing is, if you, I agree with you, if you can get uh, a little bit of pressure on the quarterback, that's going to change everything. And the thing is with the Browns game because I went back. And watch the first game of the Browns last year because everybody's like, "Oh, the Browns blew us out in both games." They go, no, and I can't say it. no, they didn't. No, they and didn't. Like, and, and I'm like, I, I was like, all right, I gotta go back and check it out. The first game, the first game, we were in the game. If we could have got one freaking stop, we could have right. won the game. And think but about it, and, it, and it think was, about who we ran out there in the second game, right? Like, yes. like, they, they, like Jalen Davis is of the world and all these guys. So any Browns fan that talks trash to you or whatever, like that's the right. one thing I'll be like, I'm not, I'm. One thing about me is I don't bring up injuries as an excuse. Like, whoever yeah. suited up, that's who suited yeah. up. But I found myself in that game saying, who are these guys? And so yeah. 
So the guys that I, we know that like the Browns, they're like Baker Mayfield sliced you up. I'm like, I don't yeah. even know. I don't even know it who was, those guys were. It, it was the running backs. That that was the biggest. Their, their running backs got they ran all over us, and, and we did not have. Uh, or DJ Reader's in there, but I don't. But uh, uh, Gino wasn't in there. I think Daniels was hurt. Right. So we, the, sec- uh, the secondary was nobody. Yeah, Darius yeah. Phillips started that game, and I don't even think he finished that game. Yeah, so we, we well, had, well Darius Phillips he finished the second one because that's the one they picked on him at the end with Donovan Peoples Jones gets the catch, then he comes back with another one. All three of them, and then the first game was the one where they picked on Von Bell from the tight end position. Right. Remember right. the tight end at the uh the the white tight end. I can't think of his name. Um he, he's the one he beat out uh in Joku yeah. or whatever, but yeah, the, I, he, I he's, the, about... he's the younger guy. Yeah, he 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 picked on Von Bell one on one in that in that game, and then everybody was like, ah, Von Bell sucks. Then Von yeah. Bell redeems himself right. later on in the season. Like Bengals yeah. fans are I remember a lot of yeah. stuff, bro. There was a stretch in the season where they were putting up points around that oh, Titans dude. game. The, the, Bro, like nobody, in, nobody talked about the offensive line at all. Did right. you get anybody talking to you about the no. offensive line in that I, stretch? I got, well, I got talking. Uh, it was the run game. That was the thing because they're like, "Oh, Joe Burrow's passing too much," but he's throwing over four hundred and something freaking yards. Right. I'm like, killing people. you can't, you can't do yeah. that with a, with a, a a very very poor offensive line. Now right. the line, the line wasn't good, but I would argue that if if you have a pass rush that is competent. And Joe Burrow's giving you twenty something points. You should you you're going to the playoffs, right? I've I've said that on your show before. Mm-hmm. Give me twenty four to twenty eight points a game every week. If the defense isn't doing what they got to do or whatever, it's going to show. And the reason why you're, I think that rotation that you're talking about works. Mm-hmm. But the problem that I that I think you have is in a tight game when the samples and the Calicarians have to go up against the worst. Right. In the best offensive line of football with the Browns, I got two takes for the Browns. Nick Chubb is probably the most underrated running back in the oh. National Football League. Oh yeah, bar none. Yeah, he's see, good. He's see, one th- one yeah. thing about me is I'm gonna be, I'm gonna keep it hundred. I'm gonna yeah. be super fair. Oh, they're they're, they're but, running back tandem. I I put it as top two or three in the league. Right, Chubb and 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 Hunt. I mean, that's, but, but that's Chubb 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 yeah. is a throwback slash hybrid of whatever you want to run it back to be right. he like i remember i used to be one of those guys that'd be like oh mix is better than chubb this past year told me exactly what i want to know about chubb now that's not to say that we can't get chubb down on the ground but right. i was i was very happy that we didn't have to play him that one time that one game when he was when he was hurt or what i was like right, oh right, god because right. i'm i'm telling you that dude in the fourth quarter they put a stat up yesterday nick chubb did you know Averages 10.6 yards a carry in the fourth quarter with Ooh. a minimum of 30 attempts. The only person that's close to him is uh Derrick Henry at six point something. That's when teams are worn down. You don't want to be in a tight right. game. You don't want to be in a tight game with the Browns. That's exactly I, what they did in the fir- the first game. I guess that's what I was, that's what I kept saying. It's like, it's like exactly. they got the lead and we kept chasing, chasing, chasing. If you look at the third and fourth and quarter, and they, they stop ran them. the ball down our throat. That's what they couldn't did. Couldn't stop them. Couldn't yeah, stop we couldn't them. Stop, and, that, and, that had, and it's not that Mayfield cut us up or, or they were that much better than us. I mean, they got a lead. We couldn't make a stop. And that, to me, is like another thing which comes where I like the, the Bengals defense. I'm giving Lou a lot of credit, I guess. Right. Um, but I like the, the potential run stoppers we have with Obi right. Obi oh. and, and, and Big Daddy Bayou and, 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 Hilton, and, and Hilton stepping up. And Hil- yeah. Oh, I cannot wait to see Hilton. I, can, I cannot wait to right. see him play. 
But I, 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 I love, gotta, I love the run. The run defense is a, is amazing. I feel like I well, feel like it's gonna be really. It's gonna be our calling card. But right. the but the problem is to me, it's like like I'm saying, when you get in a tight game and guys got to start throwing and, and you want to just take over a game, or 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 the game is within reach and you and you know they're gonna throw. And I got Cam Sample or I got Khaled Kareem going against the best tackles in football with the Browns or you know like or matchups like that are that aren't favorable you need elite pass rushers that's where it's going to show up is in those games well i, I got a, i got a question for you Zim. okay what to me this is what i've been seeing on my show the, the the key to beat the clowns and the rat birds for me is i want <laughs> to put the ball in baker mayfield's hands and lamar jackson's hands let me preface this with lamar jackson keep him in the pocket and make him throw the ball don't let, don't let him get out of the pocket then he's going to kill us but if you, if the Bengals defense can do that, I think that to me is the key to the defense to to to, to winning the games. I mean, I, what what's your thoughts on that? I, I mean, I believe so. That that's the plan. But you know, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. <laughs> everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. You start going down fourteen nothing. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. Nick Chubb or somebody that ran the ball or, or right. Lamar Jackson. Like, there's another Facebook hot take. <laughs> <laughs> On, on on Facebook, for whatever reason, I interviewed Carl Lawson, and he said Lamar Jackson is a cheat code. Any fan yeah. that is sitting at home and saying that Lamar Jackson is like one dimensional, nah, he's does not. doesn't watch football. And he said that specifically. He said he is by far the most feared per- person in the National Football League. And and furthermore, I'm gonna take it there too. The Bengals have never beat Lamar Jackson ever. I was there at the first game that they inserted him in there. I was there in the front row. I had a contest. I invited people to the game in that game. And we lost that game because Lamar Jackson was tearing us up running the football. Since then, now what has he done? They now give him the first time he's ever had a legit wide receiver in Rashard Bateman. That's the first time that they – like Hollywood Brown is a is the number three wide receiver on our team. He would be battling Auden Tate. That was been that's been his number one all this time. They right. now gave him Rashard Bateman. Rashard Bateman was the one wide receiver that I said if they don't get Jamar Chase, I'll take Rashard Bateman or Elijah Moore in the draft. Those are the two guys that I was like, I'll take those guys. Right, R- Rashard Bateman. I've seen camp film because I run a Bengals versus Stoolers page or whatever. We look at Rashard Bateman. He is really, really, really good. And the other guy that they got um, that we should have gotten the fourth or fifth round too is going to be a thorn in our side too. So now you've given them weapons. So I don't think the conversation is that simple. We've never gotten close to even really beating what, them. What, what about okay? How, what about the first game last year? You remember the first game last year? They were at, and now I don't know if remember Lamar was injured or not, but they were actually able to keep him in the pocket, and he he wasn't the one that beat us. Again, their running backs are the ones that beat us. Yeah. So that that's where I'm like, whatever they did. And then the second game, they didn't do it. I mean, I don't know. I think I think Darius Phillips was the spy in the first game. I think he was injured in the second game, and I think that's the reason why right. Lamar went off on us. But if you can keep Lamar, you got to keep him in that pocket. If you don't keep him in that pocket, like you said, he's a cheat code. He's going to kill us. But the lesser of two evils, I'd rather have him drop back and try to beat us passing than – Give him the ball and let him run. <laughs> you know, that, that's kind of where I'm at on Lamar. You got to take the lesser of two evils. For sure, for sure. But I'm going to caution all Bengals fans on this one. <laughs> I, I've been on record. There's no secret 
that I felt this though in the draft that Lamar Jackson, you know, came out, he should the Bengals should have drafted him. And 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 I and I'll say this: he would have never had the success that he's had with the Baltimore Ravens because the Bengals don't do what it takes to put their players in the best position. I think to succeed sometimes. But if you look at the Ravens, they've done exactly what you had to do is oh, yeah. make a make a roster that is geared around his strengths. His strength is yeah. he is the fastest running football. I mean, fastest running quarterback in the National Football League. Cool. But I will say this: your 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 plan sounds good. But I'm gonna take it a step a step further. The biggest way to beat Lamar Jackson is to get him playing from behind, right. not not just throwing the football. I think that you're gonna see this year, if a game is tight, now that he does have weapons, I think he's gonna throw the football and he's it, like this is a guy that's won an MVP. So right. you you know like and he didn't get an MVP just running the football. Right. So right. so a lot of people say that, and when he gets a chance to throw the football, he's gonna do well. It, but I will say this: if, if the game is tight, he's going to make plays because that's what playmakers do. Absolutely. But, but in order for your plan to work, get Lamar down down by ten plus points. Can you yeah. do that to the Ravens? I don't know. That's yeah. the t- that's the <laughs> tough part. Good de- right? They got good defense. So, we'll so, so so that's the key to me. It's like get, get him playing from behind. Anytime that he struggles, is always because he's playing from behind. Right. Period. Yeah. That that's and I'll, I mean I'll put this out there. This is my predictions i i guys losing both games to the to the round 11 and six yeah baby yeah what baby the heck <laughs> <laughs> whoa well, i look at, dude i look at it this way i really do think we have a very i got us losing to this i got to split with the squealers i just i i really think we can beat For them sure. both times For but sure. i just gotta split one because mike tomlinson tomlin is a very good coach and i just i can't see us doing that but dude i think there's a very good chance we could be we could be four and oh going to that that green bay game i really do I mean, Minnesota's going to be tough to get by. And that, that brings me to another question for you. Mm. And Paul Dater Jr. brought this up on my show. And I never thought about this, to be honest. But with Mike Zimmer being the Vikings head coach, right? how comfortable are you putting Jackson Carmen in there at guard? Rookie, first game in the NFL against a Mike Zimmer defense where Mike Zimmer can go, that guy. He's a rookie. He's never played guard. Go get that guy. Right. We, and that's the way Paul Daner Jr. put it to me. I'm kind of like, ooh, I never thought about that. So I'm kind of leaning if it's, I mean, I'm, if Frank I'm, Pollock, I trust, but I wouldn't be surprised if um, Sophia starts over uh, Carmen the first game. I am so happy you just asked me this question because this has been a hot topic. There's been a divided field, I, I, I think, in Cincinnati on, on Twitter, and I hope I'm not super long-winded with this, but this is – this is a great conversation piece. Mm-hmm. We could have led the daggone show with this. I should have, man. <laughs> but, but I'm going to tell you this. The reason why T. Higgins is projected to be as good as he is or the reason why Joe Mixon is as good as he is or the reason why Tyler Boyd is as good as he is is because it reps early on and being able to hit the ground running. Now, I know it's a different position, and people will point to that. But if you look at teams that are super successful that take an offensive line that early, and come and you're coming off a four and twelve team, uh, four and twelve season. 
I think it's very, very, very important that this guy hit the ground running. The plan before the draft was always this, wasn't it, Ice? When we yeah, came yeah. and we said Jamar Chase, we were always yep. going to come back and get Leatherwood, mm -hmm. Cosme, Raddins, one of those guys, right? right, right the Bengals right. go against the grain, go get Carmen. Then they come back and sell us on it. Willie, the Willie Andersons of the world, everybody tells us that Carmen is that. Uh, he would have gone earlier. We were lucky to get him and stuff like that. I made a tweet, um, I think it was Jay Morrison or maybe Ben Baby or oh Ben Baby, where he he was he was with a third string, yes. right? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people were saying, Oh, well, I mean, he's got to earn his spot and stuff like that. I love the fact that he needs to earn his spot, but I'm gonna tell you one thing that I learned about football a long time ago. Talent is talent, and nobody is going to a veteran like somebody made this argument. They said, Well, the, the veterans won't like it if you just hand them a spot. Right. And, and I'm not saying hand them a spot, but right. the veterans respect talent. There's right. not one person that's going to come out there and say Jamar Chase should be taking reps behind <laughs> right. Tate, but right. behind exactly. Tate, Right. Right. Even if they're not going to come out and say that he's going to start day one, they're looking for this guy that you took at a premium pick. Let's like let me talk to you, Bengals fans. That's the second round you're talking about out of thousands of prospects in the world. Mm hmm. You had a chance to pick him at 38 or 36 or something like that, right? 38. 38. They, they back up, go get 43. So don't sell me on, oh, well, we got Deontay, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Deontay you know, Smith. Deontay Smith and all these other guys with the pick. Cool. But that's not what I'm focused on. I'm focused on the fact that the reason why I got Jamar Chase is because I knew that the talent pool was so good in the second round. The Cosmies of the worlds and in the, in the, in the, um, and the the Landon Dickersons and all these guys out there and uh, all these guys that are or, or Seven Jenkins and stuff, yeah, they're competing, but they're taking reps right now. And the talent is showing where it's universally known that this guy needs to be out on the field. I think it's very telling if he can't beat out Xavier Sulafilo for a starting job at right guard. I don't care that he's converting over. Like, I don't care about that because talent is talent. It's way easier to play the guard position than the tackle position. So one thing that I wanted to make sure is, is that everybody understands is that I'm not saying give this guy a job, but if he isn't flashing, that's a big problem. And that's how that's how teams, bad teams, ask the Browns. That's how bad teams go from being bad and getting worse is your early premium picks don't have early success and they don't get on the field. And people are saying, well, okay, like you just said, well, you don't want them to go up against the best uh, Mike Zimmer defense and stuff like that. I don't think at the guard position it's even going to be a talking point if this guy's shown enough at camp and he's hitting the ground running. It's totally different than the Michael Jordan thing. That's a fourth, fifth round pick that we're saying that, that got pushed out there and he shouldn't have gone out there. This is a guy that you, was universally picked it in the top thousands of prospects, top 40 guys drafted. You mean to tell me he's running with the third stringers and his talent isn't showing? And people were like, Well, Zim, you're freaking out. No, I'm not freaking out. I'm just saying that this guy needs to get reps because if anybody goes down, he should be the next man up. If he is ready to start, I should be seeing reports saying this guy's looking so daggone good. He's a veteran. Like, what are the reports you hear from Jamar Chase? What are the reports you heard from T Higgins last year? What are the reports you hear from? really good offense alignment like like why davis and these guys like that they're going to play mm -hmm. how do you go from a 4 12 team and think that you can sit back and have the luxury of grooming someone we we don't have you can't groom right. a, i always say this you can't groom a tiger 
You know, a tiger is a, t- is a tiger. Like th- we're not grooming shit shoes out here. These, <laughs> these are tigers, right? You know, what I'm saying right. so. It, either you got it or you don't, son. And, right. and and if and if he if he isn't starting, that's that's a, that's that that's not the end of the world. But if he can't beat out Xavier Sulavilo, the main guy that everybody was down on, and now suddenly we're like, oh yeah, we need to have veteran guys out right. there. Everybody was down on Xavier Sulavilo. Right. You can't beat him out a career backup. That's right. that's very telling. Right. Well, I'll put it to you this way. I was out there yesterday, and he did. Karma was out there with the ones. He was right next to Riley Reef. So I don't know if he got officially moved back up to the ones, but I did see him out there with the ones. He was right 76 is right next to uh to 71. So that that and and in the mini camp, he was taking he was going out there with the ones. Train camp started, they put him down to threes. You know, it could be like you said, it could be Frank Powell going, Hey, you're a rookie, you gotta earn, earn something. Maybe he earned it, maybe he didn't. I don't know, but I'm not that worried about it, to be honest. I mean, I really think Frank Pollock is going to do what's best for the Bengals. But honestly, Sir Ophelia, I was never that down on him because him, I'll put it this way. Last year, I think the Bengals' running game got better when we had Spain, Hopkins, and Sir Ophelia in the front of our line. Those guys made a difference because if you, that's when we had all those three in the front of the line when we played the Squealers Monday Night Football. And we ran all over them. So, I mean, they're not bad. And I'm not by no means saying that Sophia should start over Carmen. I want Carmen to start, you know. But I'm not. It's, it's not. I, I, I mean, Xavier Sulafilo could start. And we could be grooming Carmen for right tackle of the future, which which they pretty much drafted him to do anyway. But I just think that is very telling. And I, I'll, I'll keep it simple. It's very telling if he couldn't beat out a career backup. But yeah. I'm, I'm watching all the guys that we all thought that they would draft. All go start for their teams. Yeah, ours, ours better start. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. like, like anybody that's rooting for Xavier Sulafilo to start oh, over yeah, doesn't under one. like it, it. It it hurts. That's the bigger argument. It's like you want Joe Burrow to have correct protection. Mm-hmm. That's first and foremost. Right. But it hurts the success level of the team long term if you're drafting guys that high. Mm-hmm. Do you know the guys like when this season is done and we're looking at all the guys that got drafted in the second round and seeing like what they did? You know how you go back on every draft and say, oh, damn, like how did they get picked John Ross over Patrick Mahomes? Or, <laughs> right, you know, right. you're going to look back at the second round and say, how the hell did the Bengals go pick? You know, like the same way they do sample, right. the same way that they do Billy Price. Mm-hmm. You're going to go back and look at all the guys that got drafted around the same time frame and say, how the hell did they draft Carmen? If you don't play him now, it, it, like I mean, or if he's not good enough to play right now, second round is is a different enemy to me. It's just it's just like a damn. It's, it, I treat those like first round picks, honestly. Right. Oh, they're like, yeah, especially when they're that, I, that high of, of second round picks. <laughs> like, yeah. bro, like, like if you go look at it, he's probably like the seventh or eighth offensive lineman drafted. Right, <laughs> like he's, right. he's like nine or ten maybe or something like that. So in a whole entire National Football League, you draft the ninth or tenth best offensive lineman, and he can't beat out a backup. Right. I feel like, I'm not going to say it's a bust, but I feel like you missed. Right, right. Yeah, I got you. All right, Zim. Well, I know you got to get on out of here, and I appreciate you giving me time. Tell everybody where to follow you, all your shows you got going on, your your merch. You got a whole bunch of stuff going on. Your, your chicken wings. That's what I want to try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go check out our guys over at Midwest Barbecue. And my guy, Tim, over there. It's, it's a uh, amazing spot. Family business. Really good food. Good barbecue. Good chicken. So if you're in the Ohio area, Midwest Barbecue, make sure you go to ZimHooday.com. I got a campaign called Whole Lot of Orange. Um just go check it out. Really, really cool stuff. I I love this design. I worked so, so hard on it. If you love Bengals gear, 
this is the greatest Bengals gear of all time. Right. It's got some it's got some some really really cool graphics that we worked on for all of the players and I'm going to be re releasing them all throughout the season but we started off really really strong got a lot of orders and a lot of support right now I'm wearing my boy Ace's shirt this yep. is his Migos design this is the best wide receiver trio in the National Football League and I love the fact that he made this because before the season even starts it's like these are the guys and mm -hmm. we're we're not going to run from it we're not going to hide from the fact that on paper projected stat wise talent wise these are the best three wide receivers on any national football team right now in the league. And I'm not I'm not one of them guys that wait for hindsight to say it. I can't be that like I can humble myself and say, hey, the offensive line isn't the greatest and we need a better <laughs> pass rush. But I'm going to be the person at the top of the mountaintop <laughs> that's telling you the Migos are here to come take over the world. Here we are. Get a good look at it. I can't help it that they're good. I'm sorry. The wor I'm sorry, world. Everybody's like, hey, you've been a homer. I'm sorry that they're great. I'm sorry this guy I won a Belichnikov award when he was in college. I'm sorry he got a championship. I'm sorry Tyler Boyd gets a thousand yards every year. I'm sorry T. Higgins would have had a thousand had he not got shelved for the last two seasons. I mean, the last two games of the season. I'm sorry that they're good. I can't make this stuff up. You can't show me another team that has it, and that's what it is. There's a whole lot of orange out here, Ice Man. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Dude, I'm fired up. <laughs>
you know, again, it's early in training camp. I'm not worried about it, but I am excited about the defense. I like the way they look, you know? Yeah, that was that was completely tongue-in-cheek, Rabbit. <laughs> Brandon Allen will not be our star. But, but, hey, I will tell you this. Brandon Allen looks pretty good for a backup quarterback. And my boy, Jeremy D., he, me and him, if you guys remember a couple months ago when they re-signed Brandon Allen, got into this big argument on the air. Oh, we got to get a backup quarterback. We got to get a veteran one. Dude, I'm telling you, Brandon Allen is fine. <laughs> He's really good backup quarterback. All right, Steve, what do you got here? Our back end, our defense should be fine. Yeah, I, I, our secondary, our DBs, our, 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 our safeties. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be fine. I, I really do. I, I do agree with Zim um, with the pass rush. Now, what I said in the piece is I like the four rotation that we have, though we because we haven't had that in a while. And I'm hoping that you have to have Joseph Osai and, and Sample really develop as, as rookies to be able to, to become the complete pass rushers. And I'm going to try to clarify what I was saying about Hubbard. I think Hubbard's really good. I don't know if there's one thing that he's great at yet. He's really good at stopping the run. And as soon as I said that, and you know, earlier today with Zim, I watched him and he was in the backfield a lot today. So maybe he makes that jump where he becomes more of a pass rusher because we really need him. So, you know, if we like Dave Lapham says, the H boys, uh, Hendrickson and, and Hubbard, if we can get those guys to meet in the middle with the quarterback as a sandwich a lot this year, that's going to help out a ton, ton. Tongue. I was reading uh, Rabbit's <laughs> Rabbit's uh, thing here. Tongue in cheek. Yes, I'm glad we have a solid backup. Exactly. All right, Steve. Uh, plus, Joe and the gang didn't have an offseason with contract contact until last year. Yeah, true. So all these things. The thing is, a lot of these guys. Are, I mean, it's the first. This is the first camp that Joe's went went through. I mean, like a real camp. Yes, he went through last year, but this is a real camp, as real as it's going to get for right now. So, you know, I think that's also a different thing. Yes, Steve, yes, is awesome having rotational guys. And some have to, yes, some have to emerge, yeah. And the thing is, but we haven't had, like, when we were going to four straight playoffs, we had multiple guys. Yes, Dunlap was the big guy, but we had multiple guys who could come in and also get pressure from other other places. And I'm hoping that's what happens with uh, the team we have right now, with the young guys we have. and And – Osai got to play, uh, and Sample both are playing. So, from what I saw, they look pretty good. I mean, nothing spectacular, but the rest of the defense, the linebacking core, they look pretty good. I Pratt intercepted uh, Burrow yesterday. I think, like I said, I'm on the bridge. <laughs> it's kind of hard to see. I think Davis Gaither got him today, but I'm not sure. So, <laughs> Kenneth says, uh, Kenneth says the Bengals suck. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Glad you're on the show then. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see, Loki. Uh, Allen pr- proved himself to me last year. He's a great backup for us. I, I, yeah, I think so. Oh, plus he has dreamy hair. <laughs> thanks, Steve. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I think I just want everybody to just. Not get too worked up over what you see in the videos because there are on the video on here you can see uh when we get to Burrow, he's not 
there. He's trying to throw. And, they, and if you look at these windows, they're really tight windows that he's trying to throw into, which, again, I think that's good for I mean, the defense is playing that much better. And how many times have we said it beginning of the year, beginning of training camp, like, like, like Zim said, it's all over football. I mean, the defense is usually ahead of the offense. So they're trying to install more stuff. We'll see what happens. Steve, what's up? It seems to me that, or seems to me, the last somewhat dominated pass rusher we had had a decrease in production after having double-digit sacks and then subsequently a new contract. Are you talking about Carlos Dunlap? That's the last one I can remember. <laughs> uh, Rabbit says, Kenneth, you'll fit right in. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see here. Okay, Aguilar, the great. Let's go with the great. Am I going to be at the Jags game? Yes, I will be. I will be at every home game. I'm a season ticket holder. Keith, you're a Cowboys fan. You're a Cowboy or, or a Cowboys fan. Well, welcome. Well, you can you can uh, you can join the show. Um, we don't play the Cowboys this year, so we played them last year. Hey, how did, how did you uh, enjoy uh, Andy Dalton as your quarterback? If you're a Cowboys fan, it would say you're just a Cowboy. So I'm assuming that means Cowboy fan, but I don't know. So anyway, that was the video. I can play it again here if you guys missed any of it. We'll just keep playing that here in rotation, so you guys can just check it out. I got the guys walking out. Walk it out, and then I got some stuff from from the bridge. But um, now I do know I did get this afterwards um, that Darren Simmons said he's going to let McPherson and Sherbert duel it out during the preseason. Well, I still think Evan is going to win. Um, just my own observation of watching that kid kick—it's an easy swing. He and he's and you know they're they're pulling the field goal in, you know, so because he didn't want to kick it onto the street, obviously. But it's going past the field goal, past everything else, and almost to the bushes, <laughs> you know, almost every time when he kicks it. So I will be shocked if McPherson is not the kicker. But again, I I'm okay with them making these guys earn their jobs. You know, and that kind of brings me to, to Jackson Carmen, where they're saying that he's rotating with the with the gr- group one, which again, I don't think that's bad because you got to one. He's learning a new spot; he's never played guard before, and it's in the NFL. You got to earn stuff here, and, and if he doesn't start first game, doesn't necessarily mean that it was a bad a bad draft, you know, I agree with what Zim says. I mean, we take him a second round, you know, he's, you know, a really good football player, regardless. There's not so many, not that many guys that get drafted in that position. He should be ready to go. And Frank Pollock, I trust, I think he's going to be good. But like I said, we're at the second week of training camp. So let's see. It's really going to show out. I think in the preseason games and see how these guys these guys do so <laughs> dude i sent you a link if you look at your phone you can join the show <laughs> you dork <laughs> jeremy diesel silly goose all right let's get to some of the comments here loki uh let's see here 
Uh, you talking about the Keith. Cowboys are cool, but please don't come here to troll. Honestly, the teams are cool because, ah, yeah. Yep, we've had other people come in here and talk crap to us. It's no big deal. You can talk crap. It's football, man. Everybody talks crap. Just be nice. <laughs> All right. Chris, the defense looks good to me. Nobody's talking about Eli Apple breaking up a pass on Saturday. Might not be much, but it's more than people give him credit. Yeah, and the to me, the secondary in general, Chris, has looked good. I mean, I, I'm really – for me, and I'm, like I said, I'm standing on a bridge, so I'm not that close. I mean, you can see – from the video, not right now. When the video gets gets up to the to the bridge, I'm not that close, but there's no room for for these guys. Like last year, what drove me nuts about the the defensive backs is they would back off before the ball is snapped. I have not seen that one time in practice. The, the, this and I've been up there I think five days. The only day I missed was Friday, and I wasn't well, miss Saturday because of my son's uh, wedding shower. But from the, the five days I've been up there on that bridge watching, I have seen nothing but tight, close coverage from the DBs. And Von Bell was in, in on the coverage against, I think it was, I want to say it was Uno. It was either Uno or, or it was uh, T. I can't remember. And, and he was right there to break him up. So you got to give credit to the defense and got to give credit to the secondary. I think we got some pretty good players. <laughs> now, I'm not saying we're going to be the greatest DBs ever, but compared to what I saw last year, this has been better than anything I saw last year. So, uh, let's see here. Uh, you guys are blowing it up. I love it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, there you go. I know this is a Red Sox. We can talk Reds. I'm cool talking Reds. But how do you feel about the playoff push? I think we can make it or the bullpen just so inconsistent. It's a crapshoot. Okay, see, this is my... What irritates me is the biggest problem, and I've said this before, and and uh, I'll just call you the great because I can't say the first word. Um, I've been saying this a lot on my show. The thing that's bugged me all year long about the Reds is the bullpen, and it's not David Bell, it's not DJ, it's not it's not hell, it's not any of the guys in the bullpen. It's Bob, it's not Nick Carl, it's Bob Castellini who did not let them. Go fix the bullpen earlier in the year. Yeah, it might be fixed now. I don't know. The guys they they have look pretty pretty good, but we're also seven games out. Now we're only or seven and a half now, I think, because because Milwaukee, the Boozers won last night. Now we're only four out of the wild card. And I've said this from the get-go. I don't think we're gonna catch anybody in the West, but Right now, mathematically, our best shot is the wild card. Now, what helps is, in this, I, I feel bad because he's a great baseball player, but Tatis Jr. hurt his shoulder, and I don't know how long, again, I don't know how long he's going to be out. So that could be the window of opportunity the Reds need to jump back into this because Nick Castellanos was swinging the bat yesterday in, batting cage, in, in the batting cages. I don't know how he woke up today. Maybe he woke up and his hand's not swollen and, and doesn't hurt, and he could be back quickly because – here in the next week or two, hopefully we get Cassianos back. We're going to get Moose back. We're going to get Senzel back. We already got Michael Lorenzen back, TJ Anton, Lucas Sims. If we get all these guys back and knock on wood, we don't have any more. I knocked on wood. My dog's barking. 
we don't have any more injuries, the wild card could be a shot. We'll see what happens. But, yes, we can talk Reds. All right, man, you guys are blowing it. Let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. Jeremy. Dude, you want to join the show? Go on your phone, get on the link, and jump on, and you can talk. And you can be on the show like we normally are. Sheesh. No, he's not. He's home. He did? He told me he was heading home. Well, whatever. He told me he was at. He said he told me he was on his way home. He could have been on the show. And I sent him a link. Anyway, I had a conversation with Mrs. Ice on the show. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Let's get back into this. Uh, what do you guys got? Okay, let's go with Steve here. The outrage over Carmen Jackson is ridiculous just because he wasn't suddenly granted a starting spot on the roster as a second-round pick. That's where I'm at. I think everybody needs to, to chill out, you know, because I don't want these guys to just be handed things. I don't think anybody should be just handed stuff. I think you have to work for it. I think you have to make make it yourself. You know, I think Jackson Carmen has to prove that he can do it. And I don't think it's a bad thing that he isn't on the first on the ones at every single time. So I'm okay with it. And again, if he doesn't start game one, I think I'm okay with that too. I'm also okay. If he starts too, it depends on you know, how good he's looking. I always say, I say in Frank, we trust. I think he is a very good offensive line coach. And I think he knows what he's doing. And I always, I've heard this from multiple places that he is right there on the level of almost being considered one of the elite offensive line coaches. And if you hear Riley Reef and, and 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 Trey Hopkins and these guys talk about Frank, he's not talking from well, this is what the book says, or this is what it tells you, you know, how it should work. He goes, This works. I've done this, I know it works, you know. He's coming from experience, and he was a pretty good offensive lineman in his own right. So whatever he's doing with Jackson Carmen, I believe in and I trust. All right, let's see here. Uh, Loki, I don't care who's in the lineup for as long as, as long as they do your job. Yeah, exactly. Mike Kyle, everyone needs to calm down. Bengals will be fine. It's only training camp. Yeah, it's, it's only, like I said, it's only two weeks, you know. So. We will see what happens. Um, I'll be back on the bridge again tomorrow, trying to get some more um, videos and give you some more insight. Um, but like I said, Joe is kind of struggling. But like I said, he hasn't played since November. And he's got a pretty big knee injury that he's coming back. And again, I don't think this has anything to do with his knee. His knee, he looks fine. You know, he's not hobbling. He's not, I don't even think he's thinking about it. You know, it's just, I really do think the defense is playing really well. All right, great. What's up? Uh, thoughts on ratings for the Bengals? Dude, I don't really have a thought on that, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I'm not a big video video game guy. 
Um, I hope that whatever the ratings are, it irritates the Bengals and they try to put the chip on the shoulder and they try to get even better. <laughs> so they have better rankings next year. Uh, all right, let's see here. Uh, running back Joe Mixon. Yeah, I guess are these the are these the rankings? <laughs> what is uh the uh I'm not sure what that what that is there. Great. Uh let's see here. Uh, you guys talk about Madden and yeah, we start talking about Madden. You, you guys lose me because I don't play, you know. But uh so later on tonight I'm going to be recording a show with one of the Bengals super fans, Who Day Baby. That will probably air on Friday because tomorrow I got Willie Lutz from the Samuel Stripes. He's going to be on live. And Thursday I got Emily Parker for the Bengals. She's going to be on live. So I'm probably going to have to push. And the only time who they baby could do it is tonight. So he'll be on, but he'll be on Thursday. So make sure you guys check that out. Make sure, as always, you like, subscribe, and share. Now. Let's get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream. And as always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. And if you're not members of these groups, please do me a favor and go enjoy them. Join them. They are Hootie Nation, Bengals Nation, Bengals Hootie Nation. They're two different groups. You got Bengals Nation and then you got Bengals Hootie Nation. So two different groups. Cincinnati Bengals, the jungle. Then you got the Reds group. Cincinnati Reds riding third, heading for home. Bearcat country, which I... I will. I try. I'm dying. I'm trying to get Chad Brendel on here to talk some Bearcat football. Alex Meacham. I'm reaching out to him, trying to get on talks about some Bearcat basketball. These are things that are in the works that will be coming, hopefully, sometime soon. Uh, they got Ohio State Bucknuts for all you Buckeye fans. The Ice Bar is just a virtual bar. You can hang out, talk crap, have some fun. Check it out. You can fa- follow me on all my social media platforms, all under sports. With Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook under Sports Strawberry Ice. Um, Instagram, Twitter. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopole. That's T-R-E-N-N-E-P-O-H-L. Also, you can follow me on TikTok. I do a lot of crap talking on TikTok to all the boozers and uh, rat birds and the clowns and the scrubs. Which the scrubs are the scrubs. How would you like to be a scrubs fan now? If you don't know who the scrubs are, it's the Cubs. How... Look, I'm irritated that Bob Castellini didn't go fix our bullpen. I'd be just, my mind would be blown with the, if I were a Scrubs fan. I mean, you had three really good, young, talented players, and you traded all three of them. And the last couple of years, if you could have added a little bit more pitching, you might have done something. Dude, I'd be pissed if I was a Scrubs fan. But luckily, I'm not. I'm a Reds fan. So, anyway, that's stuff I talk about on TikTok. I'll be pulling the sound off later on tonight, so if you missed any of the interview with Zim, it'll be on a podcast, and you can listen to it day or night. And it is on BeanPod, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. YouTubers, like I said, you guys are awesome. I'm up to 1,287 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate, as always, every single one of you guys. Please tell your friends, tell your friends, Tell your neighbors, tell everybody about Sports Strawberry Ice, the YouTube channel, the podcast, all of it. It's blowing up. I appreciate it. And other than that, as my boy, if you're watching, Jeremy Dimebag, these nuts Dean would say, remember one thing and one thing only. And that is 
You don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. So act like it. Who day? Hopefully the Reds will win tonight. Hey, I forgot to say this too. Is it too much to ask for the Reds to win six in a row in this homestand? You got two with the Twins. They're not that good. Four with the Pirates. They're not that good. Let's go win six in a row. Seriously. Go in six in a row. That's what you're going to have to do to try to catch the, the boozers. Let's do it. And other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya! You're about to enter the world of strawberry ice and the ice cave. Let's go! You know, league, the league rule was you're not really supposed Probably to take do. him out of that conversation. In that he started from absolute scratch. I would draft Aziz Ojolari or any. any uh, nobody's doing seven step drops in playing, right you know, playing tackle for him. So right. It's he's 22 years old. Devonta Smith, same thing. You, you, you just can't. You, you can't do that. You can't do that. We thought that 2010 that he should be in the Hall of Fame, and they put him in after he is gone. Well, that's to fill the stadium. I, I, I remember you guys saying that. It's crazy. Well, I, I see that he's taken uh, the non. But overall, that that line wasn't better. No, um, I, you know they. Still... You know he's talking to the refs and, and saying, "Hey, I'm not going to get those calls." He's, he's coming. He, he, what, he's oh, yeah. coming. And he'd be in section 158 with me. So we're. These guys have learned basically since they've been in the major leagues. Well, 